When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm, Brown & Crouppen, sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. App. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. 707 in St. Louis, you're listening to TMA, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. Welcome, friends, to the Michelob Ultra Studios. It's our Munganess. St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Sylvan Vaughn, Kenneth Iggy Stroh, the Plowhawk and Action Jackson with you here on a program that needs your involvement by texting in the EDF group text inbox, 314-881-TMA5. Phone calls galore, 636-900-4TMA. And email in for our design air heating and cooling email today, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Doug, it is a Sadie Hawkins mm. for the ages. I mean, take your pick. Where, where are we going here with, with uh, the lead today? I don't, I don't know if you can go wrong. No. Uh, Doug, what's going to be fourth and what's going to be 17? Yeah, how did they write that one down? What's going to be four and what's going to be 17? I'm, I'm stumped by that. It's early, and I'm not ready for that kind of hard question. <laughs> I'll let Tim take it. What's going to be four, and what's going to be It's 17? a riddle. Well, you were in Chicago. You probably didn't watch the game. The Chicago's game? Doug's town, see? I absolutely watched the Mizzou game. <laughs> All right. Chicago's my town, see? I did not see Edward G. Robinson. And he was a pharaoh. Mm-hmm. The Brooklyn accent. <laughs> Uh, I guess it would be Mizzou. I guess that's the lead. Now, is it Missouri is it football or, or is it Missouri basketball? Oh, well, let's forget what happened to Missouri basketball. They Jackson, how are you doing? Bad. Oh. <laughs> Gooderbad.com, Jackson is bad. They hadn't won a game. Bad. They hadn't won a game, and they'd lost by an average of 20 points in those five, first five losses. They are also on scholarship. And they came into our house and stole our ball from our hard quarters. Yeah, it sucks. How do you explain that? Can't. Sucks. I mean, the balloon party text inbox, Doug. It's spinning like a lathe yeah. waiting for Jackson. Who did they lose to? Some crap team like Jacksonville State or something? Jackson State. Is that who they lost Jackson to? State. Yeah. Oh, God. A blood donor that they scheduled just for the easy W. What, what happened to that salon that used to come to Columbia? Paul Mitchell? Yeah. Um, Paul Mitchell Salon used to come with very nice hair. I mean, Doug, Aaron Nola is, is staying with the Phillies, and guess what? They're not happy in St. Louis about that. Uh, Missouri, 4th and 17. Iggy's riddle, I think I solved it, uh, with the comeback win. 
ILL, I think, could have done a good thing for college football had they been able to beat Iowa. Just Iowa getting eliminated, even though I realize that means another Big Ten West team represents. Uh, You had the Blues looking like warm garbage on Thursday against a very tough San Jose team. And then Saturday, repeating the performance, even though Craig Berube changed up the lines. But then they brought out that same group, and they were able to get it done last night against Anaheim. Uh, Missouri basketball. The Billikens got worked over last night by the Shockers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Gobble Bowl on top of it. I mean, that's why, how could you, and I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, leaving, I'm sure I'm leaving something out. But how could you go wrong with your Sadie Hawkins? No. Billiken's women's soccer got eliminated in overtime for three by Penn State. Austin Eckert won his first PGA tournament. Austin Eckert. Okay. That's Stud. probably not the least. Stud. That's sure you're not talking about Ludwig? Or Ludwig. Yeah. Doug, Austin or Ludwig, your call. Okay. What the hell's his name? <laughs> Austin Ludwig. Nope. Ludwig, Ludwig Eckert. Nope. Who the hell? Whoever it was, he was a rookie. He's playing well and he... He was the number one price guy on DraftKings. Okay, that's not the lead. I think that's, you can make a case for it. Lead. Especially if the PGA Tour reported that Austin Eckert no. won. Yeah. That's the story we're going to drop when the producer says, out of time. Weather kill, needs to get to the yeah, five-day. Kill Ludwig, the last 30 seconds. We're Lud- dropping that. Ludwig Aberg, I think. It's tough. Is it Doug? Is it Aberg or Aber? I've never heard of the gentleman. It's on the Ryder Cup. I've still never heard of him. Yeah, that's Show not a big story. Ass. I had him on my fantasy team, but I had four guys <laughs> oh, miss the cut. It's going to be the lead, isn't it? It's going to be the lead. No, I had four guys miss the cut along with the winner. It's pretty bad. The winner missed the cut, but then was awarded a special exemption no, on I Sunday. Had, I had the winner, and I had Svensson who finished, who finished fifth. I had one and five, and then four missed cuts. Terrible. Okay, that's not, that's the, not the lead. No, that's the story we're dropping because the weather guy just keeps going on and on and on. <laughs> It's like a flashback. Iggy, uh, I am so sorry. I really am because me not being at Gobble Bowl screams Tim just skipped Gobble Bowl, and that was so on my mind. But I think, Jackson, I was telling you on Thursday I was sick. I don't know if you recall that. I do. Okay. And I thought, okay, I'm just not feeling good. And then it carried all the way through yesterday. So this was a true sickness. This wasn't, oh, I don't feel like going sickness, and I feel terribly about it because you work your ass off on this thing all year round. And the intent was to go with my uh, six-year-old and hang out, and I felt like warm garbage throughout. Had to cancel uh, our anniversary dinner on Saturday night. Got reservations at a place that I don't even know how we were just very lucky to get them. Had to cancel that. Polymanos. Not Polymanos. Not Polymanos. Tim will get in there, um, <laughs> Lamba. Nice. Uh, so we called an audible. I, Doug, I got to ever take a Z pack? I never have. I no. didn't even know what those were. Surpri- Jackson, are you familiar with this? I, I've heard of them. I've never had to take one myself. It's like oh. heavy on the zinc? It's like an antibiotic, isn't it? Yeah, heavy antibiotic. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, my doctor told me to take a COVID test on Saturday morning because it now had been 48 hours. So I, I was off, but I also just happened to be sick while I was off on Thursday and Friday. And uh, no COVID, took the Z-Pack, was still feeling like crap as of yesterday afternoon. But uh, anyway, so I am very sorry. How was your Gobble Bowl experience? Don't apologize. And who would who would say Tim skipped? I don't know. It's just something that's on my mind. Oh, several no. of the listeners, you know how they no. are. No, I even told you. I said, don't apologize, man. Your health's more important than coming out here. 
Um, so I understood totally. Um, it was a great day. Um, sold out as always. Tons of people came out to buy tickets. Um, and it went so smoothly this year. I mean, it always goes smoothly, but it takes a while to give everything away. And I think it's because uh, Rebecca Thompson came out and she volunteered Doug to help. Rebecca Thompson. She can give people. She is. She asked her if she could help. And I said, sure, we can always use people to help. Uh, and she came up with the idea. And I, I've thought of this, but it's too much work for me, so I wasn't going to do it. Um, to put things in order, because usually when I take a break and I let Andy Hanselman get on the mic, you know, Nina Lasky, who also helps, she, Doug, yeah, Nina Lasky. she checks the uh, raffle prize tickets and gets things out. And she doesn't know the autographs and the baseballs and things like that. Um, so if I take a break and that's coming up, she'll, like, just pick any ball. Um, so Rebecca said, why don't we just go in order? You give away and we'll go right to left. So everything was in order. So everything went quickly. And Why would you uh, usually go out of order? Good question. Well, I just put things out where they look good. I may put a ball over here, a bobblehead here, a jersey there, whatever. Um, I don't take the time to put them in order because everything's in different boxes. I have to go, okay, now where's that one? I got to go. It takes too long. But Rebecca did it. And uh, everybody came up when their number was called. I wasn't have to call numbers 20 times. And uh, So for some reason, we gave out the last raffle prize, and they were still in the third game. Normally we got like 10, 15 things left when they're done bowling. Uh, and everybody got done. My family was the last team to get done. Everybody was done, and they still had seven frames to go. Well, why were they going so slow? Well, they like to have cocktails and talk and have fun. And You weren't happy with the pace of play? No, they were fine. Did you fire a wedge into them? They were fine. I said, can my family please hurry up? People are waiting. Um, but, yeah, it was great. And uh, I got to thank uh, Horson was wacko. And Tim also agreed with this. You got to separate those golf things. And I did. Oh, you're talking about, Doug, sometimes it is a riddle. You're right. talking about somebody donated a St. Louis Country Club round, and many of our listeners are members. Somebody at the Warson Woods Wacko donated the Algonquin round, and then what and was the third one? And I think Dalhousie. Yeah, Dalhousie, and then I had uh, four rounds at, uh, or eight rounds at Far Oaks, a foursome at Gateway, a foursome at Crystal Springs Quarry, and a foursome at Stonewolf. So I put the local courses in one package, St. Louis Country Club by itself, Dalhousie by itself, Algonquin by itself. And it probably raised $400 more than I did last year when I put them all together. No doubt. Mm-hmm. So that was a good idea. So, yeah, we had a, a lot of the auction items went to Kenny Long. Biff bought the Kenny Loggins. He wanted to thank um, Goldfinger for all the stuff he's done for him, and Goldfinger's a big Kenny Loggins fan. So Biff bid on the Kenny Loggins. I think he spent 500 bucks for it. Nice. Uh, so we made a lot of money, and everybody had a great time, and thanks to Cape Springs Lanes. There you go, Doug. Who went the low bore? Uh, Larry Nickel. God, I love that. What did he roll? That's like five years from now. <laughs> I love I love I think that. His, I think his, his series was less than the, the high game. <laughs> the Hawk was up, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. The, the lanes are a little tough for him, but I think he shot a... How's uh, the oil at I think he house? shot a 180 <laughs> total for three games. Some guy shot 900 for three games. He shot three 300s. What? What? Well, it's nine pin, no ten. Oh, so, okay. But his last game was legitimate. He had 12 strikes, no nine pins, but he shot 900. Don Seidel, he wins every year. Um, so, yeah, it was a fun afternoon, raised a lot of money, and everybody had a great time. Ken Strode, Megan nice. Meyer Foundation. Doug. 900 series. Yeah, 900. Well, that'd be perfect. He was perfect. For three games, he was perfect. Now, how was the weather for you that morning packing up the ride? It's I know you, bad. you questioned the 28 degrees. Yeah, a little chilly. I didn't really have anything to pack up. 
because God loved Tina when she came over and let me borrow some of the Megan Meyer Foundation dollies that they have to move stuff for my move. And she brought over some boxes. And uh, I said, and all the gobble stuff was in the middle of the living room. So between all the boxes I got packed up and my kitchen stuff, there's like 80 things in the living room. She goes, why don't I just pack those in the car now? And then you don't have to move them to your new apartment and then move them next Saturday. So really, I had the booze in the car and I had the trophies in the car. I really didn't have to pack anything. Um, so I had um, 8.30 Recreator also came out to help, along with uh, Nina and um, Rebecca. And we just unpacked the car at Cave Springs, and everything went great. So mm-hmm. I had a lot of great volunteers. A lot of listeners showed up. Um, so it was a fun afternoon. It's good. I only get to see some of these people like once a year. Like Sarah B., I saw her a couple times this year, but Sarah B., I usually only see once a year. She's a tree, and she made Doug a little Arnold Palmer's for himself. At she the, did uh, special Arnold Palmer that yeah. were wonderful. Thank She's you for that, great. Sarah B. Uh, Nate in Tallahassee is not happy, Doug. He's been kind of missing. Well, because he was uh, banned for a year or a month. Oh, has he been banned? Well, for a month after he maybe he said, if you hit a 230, I won't I won't text in for a month. Wow. So he was actually forgotten about good on that. his uh on He his did. Back. He did yeah. lay low. Uh, thrilling radio, fellas. Mm. Oh, sorry, we're talking about a charity, which I'm sure you've never ah, given to, you've never been part of. From the fan page, and you really pissed me off. Yeah. You don't believe in giving to charity, so sorry we're talking about charity. Uh, Nate Iggy apologized. <laughs> So he had been banned for a month, and he honored it because I did. don't think I don't think we, do, Jackson. Do we have a setting where somebody can be banned for a month? Certainly not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is a massive gap between October fourth. Wow, Doug, Nate Tallahassee's a man of honor. I guess I'm sure. respect that. Yeah. <laughs> Self-imposed. I would have never followed yeah. that. Sure Did you, do you think he's a man of honor? Yeah, I give him credit. When he made the bet and he lost, and I said, we were not going to hear from you for a month, and he didn't. So. Is it and possible he comes he's right... texted in under a different name? Ooh, uh, Bill. Could have, but... Not with the same number. I'll just say that uh, he honored it, and then he comes back uh, his first day eligible and doesn't like us talking about charity. Let's just... Wasn't it way better without him? <laughs> you want to ban him again? <laughs> no, I think... I uh, do believe in charity. <laughs> Big old guy or whoever that guy is goes off. I mean, big there. old fan. I believe he's calling it. Yeah. Big old guy. He, he took over. <laughs> big old guy. <laughs> <laughs> he took over. Six three six nine zero zero four TMA. That is how you can uh, call in. Big old fan or big old guy. Do you want to support the EDF group as a sponsor of the TMA text inbox? It's real simple. Do you have a fire extinguisher where you work? The answer is yes. You certainly do. So please email the EDF group. At fire at the edfgroup.com so a technician can come out and explain to your team how the EDF group can save your company money. Again, that email address is fire at the edfgroup.com. The EDF group is high and will prevent your facility from having high fires. Experience the EDF group difference. Learn more at the edfgroup.com. Doug, I think the listeners need to know who our title sponsor is. Brown and Crouppen. Brown and Crouppen would be our title sponsors. If you have a potential personal injury case, Brown and Crouppen is the local law firm here to serve you. I'm sure you know their name. They've been around St. Louis a long time now. The firm was founded in 1979, so it's 44 years old. Terry Crouppen, Andy Crouppen, and Ed Herman are the principals. They've been in here. Lovely gentlemen. Love their Cardinal baseball. Love everything about St. Louis, which is why they've established their new office down there on the hill. They are here for the long term, and they are local guys not like some of these national guys you're seeing on TV trying to get your business now. Brown and Crouppen have been here. They know the St. Louis area better than any other law firm. 
They've been around. They know all the lawyers. They know the courts. They know the judges. They know everything that's going to be important for your case. So we'll give you a free evaluation. They work on a contingency basis. No upfront cost to you. If you don't get paid, they don't get paid. And they've won more than a billion dollars in compensation for their clients. So if you think you've got a case, give them a call and pick their brain, and they will let you know if you should move forward. If you think you may need Brown and Crouppen services, call them at 314-222-2222 or go to brownandcrouppen.com. Make sure you let them know that you heard it here on TMA. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertising. Past results are no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own accord. There you go. And the two you just talked about, I'm sorry, Tim, the two you just talked about, two sponsors, uh, EDF group. Uh, Christopher was out there Saturday. He bid on the Jeff Burton bobblehead and then invited me and Chrissy Blake to dinner in Olive and Oak. And got to thank Danity Stack. I got to bring it in tomorrow. I wanted to bring it in today. I forgot. You know, when you go to a football game or sporting event, you got the stick with the guy with somebody's head on it, whether it's a player or what, they hold up the big head. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danity Stack made one uh, of uh, Terry Crouppen. Oh, nice. So I'm going to bring it in. Put, sponsor. put it on the wall. Yeah, we go. should have that here. I'll bring it in tomorrow. Right. It'll be like part of the interruption set where there's just yeah, kind of we're kind of getting that heads. way now. Only you can't see a lot of the junk. Got learn. The learn is right over my left yeah. shoulder yeah. in the uh, Michelob Bolter Studios. Michelob Bolter, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbohydrates. That's 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbohydrates. Studio sponsor here on TMA, Michelob Bolter. We are in the Munganas, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, seven o'clock hour, full day is with you. After I was vacationing on. Thursday and Friday, and Doug, I was vacationing in part because I have nine days that I have to use between now and the end of the year, but also because we were working on, Jackson was with me, KG Notown was with me, and Peter Rep, who we hired to be the general manager of Sound Story, and today, Doug, Sound Hmm. Story uh, opens up in Seattle, Washington. Oh, does it really? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Cincinnati, Ohio, and West Palm Beach, Florida, and of course, right here in the home of the best fans in baseball mm-hmm. and soccer, St. Louis, Missouri. So that's what we were working on. That's why I think oh, I got wow. sick because I wasn't really sleeping and just working constantly. So I'm very grateful to uh, all of the people who were involved in helping make that happen. Um, and uh, you in Seattle, Mitch in the morning. Uh, Mitch in the morning. <laughs> That's where Joe had disappeared to. And I said, you know what? If I ever start a business and bring on investors, we're going to go work on Mitch's program (laughs) and bring Mitch. I wonder if Mitch is still doing the show. You know, Joe Joe would just disappear. Yeah. And we go, where's Joe? He's in the back, he's in the back studio doing Mitch in the morning in Seattle. <laughs> Mitch has now changed to Mitch Unfiltered. Oh, Doug. Sounds oh. like he's a takesmith oh, now. Wow. I you bet he's a controversial Rose. host. Oh. I could absolutely see it. And for those of you for Black Friday week here uh, as TMA listeners who have not done a sound story, uh, you can go to mysoundstory.com, get a gift card for the holidays, and for Black Friday week, 20% off. 20% off on a gift card. Click, click. Holiday shopping is done, and the promo code is TMA. That gets you 20% off at mysoundstory.com. And now we are offering video as well, Doug, a three-camera shoot. Mm. So you may want to come in here under the guise of having your mother or father interviewed or your grandmother, grandfather. But in reality, you can get a video of Doug. 
doing the interview. Mm-hmm. And I could see some people just wanting that and then not wanting to be so blatant as to DM you for video. Especially with my new hair, Tim. Yeah, the tufts. Uh, yeah, but yeah. it's coming. Now I, it's even thicker. This is hair haven over here. <laughs> it actually yeah. is. Can they pay just for the video? We really yeah, don't just, want you to talk to my parents. Doug, can we, we have a video of Doug interviewing Doug. somebody else? We yeah. just want the Doug video. <laughs> uh, MySoundStory.com, promo code TMA, and uh, get 20% off. We have now added, uh, well, Jamie Rivers is not going to be available, at least out of the gate, but Anthony Stalter uh, on the fast lane. You will hear it there. Uh, we are now uh, in a variety of different stations in addition to to our Hubbard stations here. Uh, so mysoundstory.com, and you can always get a gift card. You can do it over Zoom. You can get audio, or you can do what we've been doing since the beginning, which is audio. That's up to you. Mysoundstory.com, promo code TMA. And think about it. Uh, what is the charge for Doug doing a sound story? Topless. That's from the Hunchback of On Castle. Mm. Is that something that I didn't know that you were offering? That? I'd probably charge another $5. Whatever, whatever the fee is. So it's like an a la carte. Would you like Mm -hmm. topless? Right. And then in parentheses, five dollars. Five dollars. Gotta go more than that because everybody's gonna ask for topless now. It's two and a half bucks per nip. Uh, For the record, Doug looks absolutely delish in Mm. HD video. You're gonna want the three camera shoot. That's from KG and O Town. Oh yeah, probably so. Well, there it is, KG and O Town. Five dollars. On top of it, I guess I'll be on the St. Louis Bucket List podcast. I don't know if that's, I think it's debuting Wednesday, but did that as well. So we'll be on Instagram. That thing has 155,000 followers. Um, Jackson, did you follow that before it got involved in the program? No, no. I, I was aware of 155,000 followers. I was aware of it. Largest uh, uh, St. Louis Instagram account, I hear tell. Really? No, Probably. No. I would have thought it was like a Clayton divorcee with duck lips, but apparently not. Or a blues thought, player or a Cardinal player? Pack. Well, I, I don't. I think athletes, was not included in oh. that. I wonder if that's the one that asked me, and I said no. Oh, I'm sure they did. Probably before Tim, I'm sure they wanted you. No, I turned down a podcast. Sure, you turned on. Louis probably one. every day. No, they just wanted to talk about me. I said, I don't want to talk oh, about myself. Bless America! <laughs> I gotta tell you, I would. I'm gonna fold. I just think it's real. It's no, it just is. too I can't random remember. to not be. I think I'd have remembered St. Louis Bucket List, but it's one I never heard of, and the two people doing it, I never heard of them. I figured they probably got five people watching. I said, I really can't. I'm so busy. Not big. You're so busy. What are you busy with? Well, I wasn't going to say I don't want to do it because I don't know you guys. but Because you want to be here. You're subscribing to to what we do. So, I mean, if you want to go on there and, you know, talk about Giambi or anybody else, be my guest. Okay. Mike in Long Beach, what's up, Mike? Maybe it was him that asked me, and I said, no, nobody's Francesa. You don't have any subscribers. Tim, it sounds like Sound Story was able to expand because you had Iggy out there clearing markets. How about giving the old traffic cone the shout-out he deserves? That's from the Austin oligarch. Clearing, you cleared markets, what, in South Florida, didn't you? South Florida for Steve Bunyard and Sports Illustrated Golf Plus. Right. <laughs> Well, Steve Bunyard. This is one of the stories I guess I must have slept through. Oh, you missed that. I only heard this one one time. He traveled through with a little briefcase. He was like a little busman. Oh, I visited them all. And then uh, (laughs) we cleared most of them. But then they weren't happy when I got back. And my per diem, I went to a seafood restaurant on the water one night and spent like 150 bucks. Why would you do that to the company? He wasn't happy with that. Steve Bunyard wasn't? Yeah, he wasn't happy with the money I spent for dinner. I wouldn't think so. That's a little excessive, isn't it, on expense account? Well, it's Florida. I mean, there's nothing cheap. I'm in Miami, yes, and I is. had some cough fritters. And... It's not $155 <laughs> to eat everywhere in Florida. Well, it was where I went. 
also hard university. I had a bottle of wine, too. So. Uh, Tim, St. Louis bucket list, STL bucket list is great. It ruined Legrands for all the housewives with golf carts and duck lips to have charcuterie board, char- charcuterie social hour for, for the locals. That's from the South City Hoosier aficionado. What did they do with Legrands? I feel like when I was on that podcast, we talked about Legrands. Doug, what happened at Legrand's? Uh, what do never, you get? I get the I've legend. I've never been to Legrand's. Oh, Bill, I get the legend. I had a legend on Friday. Did you really? Yeah. It's outstanding. Can you get a sloppy Giuseppe? No. Well, that's, that's Adriana's. Yeah, come on, Doug. Yeah, give it's it the program. Program. Well, I thought maybe other places had copied it. I love Legrand's. Tom Legrand, uh... <laughs> Let's Tom, get back to you. Was he the one on the podcast? No, he comments a lot on my... Uh, Legrand's podcast. Oh! He comments a lot on my Facebook stuff, Tom Legrand, so... I don't think he's related to their family. Oh, well. well. Still a guy named LeGrand. Well, LeGrand's comments quite a bit. Still a W. I'm yelling at my radio. Can we just not today with Ken? Please make it stop. Bring on Lisa Ann. She's like Ken repellent. Put her on cutter mic and talk Mizzou foot bat. Doug, that's from Brian Henschen. Mm. What did the Colts do yesterday? Bye week? Bye week. Bye week. Well, you Viva listen, la Strode! You listen every morning and you bitch about this. Every Let time I talk, talk, you bitch. <laughs> oh my God, it's not that bad, is it? Mm. <laughs> that was I don't like that comment. Uh, little beer cats are sending in pictures of a, a lass with a nice ass, actually. His prom what is he in? <laughs> well, I don't know it's what like kind of prom the they run, but he is in a tank top. <laughs> He's wearing a TMA hat. Why is this, would you is send this a story? I don't know. Oh, hold on. Yeah, it's a, there's a story. Doug, did you see it? Girl's no. got a nice ass. Gosh, she looks like she might be attractive, too. Morning, boys. Would just like to say I'm looking forward to seeing everyone at the year-end awards coming up. That's December, what date, Jackson? 14th. 14th mm-hmm. at Hot Shots Webster Groves. Yep. Uh, but there's been one thing keeping me up at night, not just the thoughts of how can I be more like Tim or did Doug enjoy last night. No, it's have I done enough to be a candidate for Rookie of the Year like I said I was going to be last year. Now, not being eligible with my age to win Listener of the Month puts me at a disadvantage, but I think my resume puts me at least in the race. I am quite literally the leader of the second generation. I bring TMA to all the universities I visit, and most importantly, I am the son of not only the January Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month, but the first ever Listener of the Month. So success runs in my blood. Just would like to put that out there. Oh, and here's a picture of me on spring break getting the honeys to wear some TMA merch. That's from the humble leader of the second generation, Little Beer Cats. Huh. So this gal's wearing TMA merchandise? She's good looking from what I can tell. Oh. Well, that does make him a strong So now he's the rookie of the year. Who else is it going to be? He's not going to get my vote. Well, who else would you vote for? He eliminated one of the votes with Biggie, so that's a tough one. Why wouldn't he get your vote? He's obnoxious, just like his father. <clears throat> oh, another enemy. Well, he comes from a long line of ketchup marriers. I mean, that's pretty good in my book. That's, that's an I, essential service. I think I'm with you, dude. And what's his job where he says I... I think he's a student. Oh, is he? I think so. Why is he going to all the different colleges? Get ass. Because he's a student. Well, when you're a student, don't you stay at your one school? Was he going to all the other ones for? Uh-huh. Plugging Always. TMA. Oh, is that what he's doing? Marketing. That's what he said. How's it oh, what a great gig. That, that is a, a good gig. You're just traveling on someone else's Travel. time to talk about hey. HD2. You ever listen to an HD2 show in St. Louis? Hey, here's, here's a, a bumper shirt. sticker. You want to put it on your ride? But who else would be a candidate even for Rookie Well, of the well year? think about it. It's not him. <laughs> it is him. 
Guys, people are too critical of the charcuterie business. When I throw a cocktail party, I want one of those in a good place, and a good one takes hours to put together. I don't have that kind of time, but I do have the money to pay a Ledoux mom to make me one. Doug, that's from Mr. Licks. Okay. How long does it take to put together a charcuterie board? Oh, a few God, olives, chop absolute, up some cheese, you fine meats. You have absolutely no idea. Oh, come on. How long can it take? It, an hour and a half. Oh, it can't. Hour and a half is typically what it average charcuterie board. I can do it in 10 minutes. Grapes yeah, over here, like... nuts over here. Here's your cheese. Here's your salami. Done. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it'd be real hard. What about the spread cheese and, like, the bruschetta? How long does that take? Taking out of the icebox and putting it in your Stop saying icebox. <laughs> no one has used an icebox in ice 70 box. years. Well, I'm an old school. I am an old. And as far as rookie of the year, I mean, I think the leader has got to be Lipstick Glass. She came nice. out of nowhere at our TMA baseball game, and she's been here ever since. Still haven't met her, and she was apparently at trivia night. Didn't she run away from us? Like when? Oh, we... yeah, she ran away from Iggy, didn't she? Mm. Yes. Or she ran away from somebody. Like didn't you oh, say the trivia night? Come I mean, meet she... me, meet my friend, <clears throat> Lipstick yeah. Glass, and she saw us and oh, then yeah. she ran. She said she didn't hear. She said she didn't hear. May I join you? <laughs> That's not <laughs> what she said. She took off, but mm-hmm. I think Jr. is in the running for Rookie of the Year, right? He's had a nice year. He's had a very nice year. I mean, is Jeremy he a Rutherford? rookie though? Yeah. yeah, he was on with us last year, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think yeah, he's probably listening more than. Uh, the Colonel will be on with us at nine o'clock, Doug. Uh, Colonel had a uh, an up and down twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to expand it, an up and down. Uh, 72 hours with the comeback against Minnesota. Jackson probably rock hard for that, I would imagine, were you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then limp then, against Jackson State. Then the Florida comeback victory on Saturday mm-hmm. night. And then at Doug, all the Missouri fans united, mm-hmm. feeling wonderful visions of playing the Washington Huskies in the Fiesta Bowl or the Penn State Nittany Lions. Mm-hmm. In the Peach Bowl, and then 24 hours later, Jackson State in basketball happens. So the Colonel will talk it over with us coming up at 9 o'clock uh, to get his perspective on that. Uh, he is presented to you by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. And we have the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day, the morning after, at InsideSTL.com. Any giveaways this week, Jackson? I feel like sometimes I skip it, but I don't see one. No, sir. Peter, Peter, Peter. No, sir. Okay. Uh, we do have 20% off at TMASTL Shop for Black Friday this week. Uh, you don't even have to enter a promo code. When you go to TMASTLShop.com, when you get your TMA merch, 20% off this week at TMASTLShop.com. And Design Air is the sponsor of the email of the day, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Your current standings, Blueberry Pop-Pop with a two-goal lead over JV Golf Coach, The Calcified Ear, Fancy Gentleman, Amanda Groin, Dogtown Tyler from Spartanburg, Buck Swope, Cucky and 830 Recreator, all with one win. Design Air sponsor of the email of the day, official HVIC provider of TMA and the Tim McCurden Show podcast. It's Design Air, heating and cooling online at designairservice.com. I believe finally, not that I'm looking forward to it, but I believe like finally the cold weather has arrived. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's coming, Iggy. Be, this is it. This yeah, is this it. This week, lows in the low to mid 20s, highs in the 40s. We're not getting out of the 40s for the next week. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I see on Thanksgiving it looks like a high of 57. I don't know what happens, but then everything else is in the 40s going forward, and Doug now settle in. It's rainy. Yeah, well. But we had a good run. I mean, how can you argue with it? Fantastic runs. How can you argue with it? But 
that means you're going to need the furnace. Designairservice.com is where you go. Click book now, and now the next thing you know, it's all taken care of with the great Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Uh, official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast, and Doug and I are clients, Design Air Heating and Cooling. Jackson, tell me about Circa. Sure, I'd love to tell you about Circa. Uh, that's Circa Sportsbook, which is now available, of course, in the great state of Illinois. So if you're looking to do some wagering, you can do so with the Circa Sports app. If you live here in St. Louis, you just make the short drive across the river. Or if you already live in Illinois, you sign up for the Circa Sports app because the Circa Sports app is sports betting the way it should be with Big app bets, high betting limits, tight money line splits, and the best customer service around. They're not going to limit you if you just start winning. That's not what they do. There's some other sports books who might start limiting you once you start winning, not Circa. They encourage you to win. They also encourage you to shop the lines. Take a look at some of the other lines across Illinois sports books and then come back to Circa. I'm fairly confident you're going to like the lines over at Circa more because the Circa Sports app is sports betting made by sports better. So visit CircusSports.com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. There it is. Uh, Circa Sportsbook, wonderful sponsor of the program. Another disaster for me in the Circa Millions. I would say this was a, ch- like, bad gamblers, all due respect, probably had good weekends. Because, Doug, would you say it was one of the chalkiest Saturdays and Sundays you can recall in all your year of handicapping? <laughs> oh, my many years. I don't think there was a single big upset, was there? Two top 25 teams lost, but if I'm not mistaken, they both lost to higher-ranked teams. Yeah, there was nothing that just Tennessee. Go, wow, look what happened. Do you call them tenor? I don't. Tennessee no. lost to Georgia. No sweat there. I loved Tennessee in the points. The number actually got down to eight. Uh, so I'm sure uh, many people got uh, paid there. And uh, and then I, who's the oh, Oregon State? Oregon State lost by two to Washington. Mm-hmm. And uh, those were the only, if I'm not mistaken, I guess James Madison, but I don't think James Madison was in the college football playoff rankings. They were ranked in the other ones. Either way, there was a team that looked like they were going to lose in the top ten on Saturday night. So help me. And I don't know what you were thinking watching this, Doug. Uh, before... Florida even took the lead. Missouri was leading. And uh, I said to my wife, because we were having a hot anniversary night of me taking pills and watching Mm. Missouri football, super hot. I said, I got to be honest with you. They're going to lose this game. Uh, And this was, I guess, in the third quarter. Uh, So it was before Florida came and and took the lead. At the end, 31 to... uh, 30, or did they take a 38-30 to 28 lead? I guess the final score was 31-30. Hell, whatever. Point is, Florida kicked a field goal to take the lead. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where that came from. I think when uh, the backup quarterback came in, he brought a level with the, the ability to move that caught Missouri's defense off guard, but Missouri's tackling throughout the game was terrible. And for whatever reason, just not able to really consistently – uh, get it going offensively, in particular in the red zone. They moved it down the field, but they couldn't turn them into touchdowns. Some bad breaks there with bad penalties and just catches like Luther Burden, for example, that were overruled, and that was the right call. But holy crap, I thought, wow, this is going to be super unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And fourth and 17, how do you do? What were you thinking right before the fourth and 17? Brady Cook to Luther Burden. I was thinking, well, they can finish, I guess, nine and three. 
pretty good year. Go play Notre Dame in the Rely Quest Bowl. Yeah, it's been interesting. I'm sure Florida's kicking themselves over how how could you possibly allow four and seventeen pass completion? They're not going to a bowl game now because they're not going to beat Florida State. Probably not. I wouldn't rule that but out. But sometimes they bend the rules well, yeah, for teams that have big yeah, followers. Both of them have backup quarterbacks. Yeah. <clears throat> it was a terrifically entertaining game. God, was it Missouri ever. football hadn't been like this since uh, Chase Daniel was leading the charge. The, one of the things that stands out to me about it, and uh, it's it, we'll, we'll certainly get into uh, the, the details of the game, but to have that crowd, that crowd was incredible. Mm-hmm. And I think what what some fans worry about with the last home game, whether it be the week before Thanksgiving or that Black Friday game against Arkansas, is the students go home. And, you know, they don't have class today. So they go home, and then you're going, okay, the stadium's not going to look full. That looked like... That looked like a big-time program stadium as far as the attendance and the intensity of that atmosphere. And one of the things I keep talking about when it comes to Missouri football that I noticed, and I told James Carlton this, he's the the sponsor in particular over on 101. He's been on TMA and and my podcast forever. I said, man, when we talk Missouri football last year, because I had to be honest with him, I can have him spend bad money. I said, it was like crickets doesn't matter it, it for whatever reason it, it, in, it on a sports audience over on 101 they just don't care like it, even like the hate text stop there's just nothing and what this year has done it's brought in people who are casual fans mm-hmm. went, we went to dinner last night since we didn't go on on saturday and i overheard two tables talking about the Missouri game the night before. Yeah. You saw people driving down there. That's what a night game does. People driving down there. I'm sure a 2.30 game the week before. I'm sure being on CBS with Georgia on 2.30. Those things absolutely help. But winning is what it produces. And so you get that atmosphere. You get the casual fan coming to Columbia, watching on ESPN, and then you have a game with that kind of excitement. Was it well played by Missouri? Absolutely not. Probably their worst performance as far as the quality of a game they've played since the Middle Tennessee game. But in both cases, they were able to win and to get a conversion on 4th and 17 in order to do it for a guy who, unfortunately, against LSU and Georgia when the game was on the line, didn't come through, even though he's had an incredible year, and Brady Cook, for him to make that throw, Luther Burden to make that catch, and then, more importantly, get two more catches to keep moving it down the field. Yeah, they got the fourth and 17, but that still wasn't a guaranteed make. It would have been about a 59-yarder. Absolutely incredible. It would certainly be fun, especially with the NFL now out of here, if Missouri football could play like this consistently over a few years, and college football in Missouri could be what college football is in Tennessee and Louisiana and other places around the South where it's just a huge, huge deal. And it's what people wait anxiously for every Saturday. And maybe you're on the right track. Who would have thought that Drinkwitz would be the guy to do this? In uh, This is third or fourth year? Fourth year. Yeah. To pack stadiums and have a top ten team. I mean, we didn't give him a chance in hell to do this just a short while ago. And yet it's everything you could possibly have hoped for. I've become a fan of his. I was very critical of him. I was hoping he'd get fired because uh, the team was lackluster with him calling plays. They sucked. It was no fun to watch. But, you know, since he turned over the reins and uh, offense looks great, defense looks great, and he just is on the sidelines talking to players, kind of smiling. You know, I've kind of become a fan. 
Uh, grew up on the ill side and never really paid attention to college football, Illinois or Missouri. I've watched more Mizzou football this year than any time in my life. I've really enjoyed it. And Saturday night was fun seeing all the stunned Gator fans at the bar. That's from Josh Bob Bill mm. Doug, and he lives in Tampa, so that yeah. is uh, the reason why he was around Gator fans. Yeah. They're still living and dying in Florida, even though their team's a 500 outfit. But that's part of being a huge college football fan, mm-hmm. you know, is yeah. is you live and die with it. And, and it isn't just August through January. It's then January all the way to August. Mm-hmm. That's the way that it is. And I don't know, you know, if and when that can happen in Columbia and around the state of Missouri. But that is why I don't go, yeah, okay, great, went to a bowl. Who gives a damn? Win. Win at this level. Compete when you play the number one team in the country like they did. I mean, Georgia goes to Tennessee and just pounds Tennessee, uh, making that Missouri game look uh, even more impressive in addition to the fact that Missouri is now a nine-win team, certainly should be a ten-win team, wouldn't necessarily count it on it if they play like they did on Saturday. But either way, that's the exact kind of game as a Missouri fan you expect to lose, which is what I said to my wife. I said, I just don't think they're going to win this game, not because I thought there was going to be some kind of flea kicker fifth down thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, Florida's out playing them. Missouri is playing terribly, in particular defensively. I realize, importantly, that two of their linebackers were out. That's a very important part of the the equation. But still, those two guys were out against Tennessee for most of the game, and they still had that kind of performance against Tennessee. Tennessee contributed to that. But uh, that fourth and 17 conversion, I mean, it's certainly not to the level, nor am I making the comparison, but it reminded me of... Okay, I'll watch David Freeze. Is it bad against Neftali Feliz? How is this thing going to end? Mm-hmm. And then he hits the triple off the wall over Nelson Cruz's head. My God, this sucks. How is this going to end? And then what's you know the reaction going to be for the program, for the fan base? Because this is going to be a brutal, brutal loss against a team that lost to Arkansas at home. There's no way you can spin it. And instead you have a very, historically anyway, un-Missouri-like moment when you convert 4th and 17 and two more passes Mm -hmm. to get that to be a chip shot. And even before Mavis kicked it, I'm like, God, he's going to miss it, and it's going to be another north end zone thing. (laughs) And it was perfect and true. Then Florida gets a second back on the clock after the game was over. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be it. What was that all about? Uh, I mean, I think I was surprised that that ended yeah, the game with too. Everybody on the field, just that one second, they're going to kneel down, just or just go. Those so, are the exact kind of games that used to go against Missouri. That's what I'm saying. Where you'd give up that's the fourth and seventeen. Yeah. Uh, Jackson, your reaction? Yeah, I mean that was that game was crazy, uh, truly like entertaining, and I'm probably saying that more in hindsight because during the game, you know, it's like panic-inducing when you see uh, Trevor Etienne just ripping through the Missouri second level. But fourth and seventeen for Brady Cook to step up and make that throw in the middle of the field to Luther Burden. That that take that's a step more so than I ever thought. Like I, I was at the middle, middle Tennessee State game, going, we need a new quarterback. Like we cannot win games with Brady Cook. And then ever since Kansas State, he's grown his confidence week in and week out. And that was like the culmination of it to make that final drive, that two minute drill at home when you're trying to defend a you know historic season in terms of the last 10, 15 years. And so to do that and be successful and execute both from Mevis and the offensive standpoint was that was really, really awesome to see. Not only because Missouri got the win, but Brady Cook, who's such a great story, who's such a true son. And I know that's corny to some true people, but it's so the true. 
That's the truth. You know, he's a, a Mizzou fan just oh, like God. me since he was a kid. Plowhawk likes it. Plowhawk likes true son. I mean, uh, and, you know, he hadn't been particularly good late in the games against Georgia. Right, and LSU. exactly. He'd struggled exactly. in those situations a little bit. For sure. He's had some moments of, of lapses of, of judgment in the pocket, but to do that was really awesome to see for Mizzou fans across the Across mm-hmm. Mizzou Nation, really was like that was a game like you've all said that Mizzou typically loses to win that game, protect the top ten seed, the top ten ranking, and still have the chance for a New Year's Six bowl. Like in terms of what you could do this season, it couldn't have been a better outcome. I would imagine they will drop to ten in the college football playoff. Louisville will jump them. That that would be my guess uh, tomorrow night. Louisville won very fortunately yet again. Um, but, hey, Missouri got their fortunate win on Saturday night, but Louisville certainly has had some near misses against, I mean, Virginia's a butt-ass, and they almost lost to them at home. And Miami actually converted their Hail Mary. I don't know if anybody saw this. They were playing against the Hurricanes, but it was deflected like at the five-yard line, and then the player for Miami couldn't get into the end zone. Otherwise, Louisville might have lost. My guess is Louisville jumps Missouri. That doesn't matter from the New Year's Six standpoint. Louisville has to play Kentucky. Kentucky has become a disaster. Kentucky was undefeated going to Athens, and then they lost their big time, lost to Missouri, and the only game they've won since then has been Mississippi State, which is not necessarily a great win. Uh, Mississippi State is kind of tracking around Vanderbilt this year in the SEC. Um, So Florida has uh, Florida State. They're a four-point favorite. Kentucky has Louisville. Uh, that game, I believe, is in Lexington. Jackson, can you confirm that? I'm not certain of that. I know the Florida-Florida State game's in Gainesville. You have uh, that game. Oregon, Oregon State. Oregon State will drop back. Game is in Louisville, at Louisville. It's Papa Louisville. John Cardinal Stadium. Oh, you like that, Papa John Cardinal I, I Stadium? I don't mind it. I don't mind it. And uh, what do we got? Washington and Washington State. Is that the Apple Bowl Cup? Apple Bowl Apple Cup? Apple Bucket or something. Apple Bucket. Mm, apple butter cup. Mm, apple mm. butter cracker barrel. Yeah, I like apple butter. Who's Georgia, Georgia, Georgia Tech. Yeah. Apple cups. With Who's the Oregon guy? Utah? Oregon State. Boy, Bo Nix is just, he may have, uh, he's, he's. Our Pac-12 correspondent. <laughs> well, he's yeah. locked up the Heisman. No, I don't think so. Oh, I think it's Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels. Depends on what part of the country you live in I on this one. I don't think so. Jaden Daniels leads the country in 20 plus yard plays. Yeah, I, I have to game. say, I haven't watched a whole lot of Oregon. I watched him play Washington. Um, and I lost, saw a little of the Utah game. I just don't know how it's not Jaden Daniels, but what goes on with the Heisman vote lately, which is kind of like the MVP in baseball, is you have to be on a good team. And LSU, while a good team, doesn't have a great record. And so I could certainly see Bo Nix if he goes off this weekend against Eugene. And uh, they don't vote on the Heisman before the conference championship, right? I don't think so. So, I mean, he's going to have two big stages and he's already beaten a lot of great teams. I'm not saying LSU and Jaden Daniels hasn't, but they, they really haven't played that. No, I mean, great. the team, uh, Bo Nix has the team thing going, but Jaden Daniels leads, and that, that 20 plus plays includes teams. Like, he is leading, it's on, he's like second or third in rushing in the SEC. No, like, he's having like a Manziel type season, honestly. Like, what, what, like, the eye test alone would give you Jaden Daniels, but I get the Bo Nix thing. He had six touchdowns in the first half. I don't think he played the second half. Um, I want to go back to Mizzou and ask you guys. After watching the replays, I got to give Brady Cook credit for throwing that box. If you see, I think it's maybe Theo Weiss going over the middle. And if you look at the Florida defenders, there's three behind him. And there was another Mizzou re- receiver behind 
uh, Luther Burden. There are three receiver, three uh, guys in coverage behind Luther Burden, all looking the other way. Am I missing something? That is, is like he's right there. That's the guy you should be covering. He's the number one receiver, and they're all like looking at the other receiver, and they threw it right in front of him. And then there were three receivers or three Florida's coverage on that was garbage. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. fortunate for Missouri. Could not be more unacceptable. I mean, if one of them turned around, they're going to see the ball coming. There weren't. There were three of them there, and none of them even looked. Well, Weiss almost was like screening his guy to keep him away from Burden. I don't know if that was intentional or not. And there were two other guys, but he just had a very casual route down the, the field and was wide open, you know, but you still got to make that throw. Yeah. And it's fourth and 17. He's got to make that catch. I still don't think Burden's even close to healthy with regard to who he was, um, you know, through the LSU game and maybe some of the Kentucky game, um, but still a factor. Yeah, he could have overthrown him. He could have... But he made the throw and was perfect. And, and then there were two the more throws. That's the thing. I mean, fourth yeah. and 17 still will live forever yeah. for Missouri fans. But two more throws because, you know, Jesse Palmer was saying, and now they're in Mevis's range. Well, yes, by definition, he did hit a 61-yarder. But that isn't something that you go, oh, good, good. Now we have a, a wedge into the green. That's still like a four iron to three feet. That's not that's not something you count on. So Cook was able to execute two more throws. That last one was huge because I think it was, still would have been like a 45-yarder. And they picked yes, up like you're 20 correct. yards on the last one. <clears throat> you're correct. Just incredible. Uh, here is uh, Brady Cook following uh, the comeback. Hit the lever, Plowsy. Yeah. Um, you know, just uh, operate the two-minute drill and, uh, yeah, you know, just um, find a way to move the ball down the field and, uh, you know, get into our two-minute calls and, um, and just trust my reads. I think just trusting the play, uh, that's what it comes down to. We've repped these plays. I've repped these plays. I've seen these looks. I've seen them on tape. It just comes down to trusting the look, trusting the play, and just delivering. Brady, as a quarterback, what does it mean to you, and what kind of confidence does it bring you to have a guy like, like Luther to go to at a big time like that? Yeah, um, you know, it's Luther. Um, you know, so, you know, he's getting healthier, and you can see that on the field, and uh, he's confident. Um, you know, Luther's back, baby. So uh, he's back making plays, and, uh, man, he, he, he's him for sure. Luther's back, baby. People were begging for Sam Horn. I still never let that down. <laughs> never let that down. Some of these wild plays, I think, is what makes college football more entertaining, at least for me, than the NFL. 100%. Oh, because so much better than the NFL. The, the it's a million level, times Yeah, the talent better. level is so different the between the stars care. and the guys. Well, yeah. I, mean, I think what it is is every game matters, you know. But I, it, but I think it's also the fact that you see wilder, crazier, more unpredictable plays in college football. The, the NFL guys are so darn good. When an NFL defensive player hits you, you stay hit. You usually go down. College, there, there's Mizzou. They didn't lay a hand on They couldn't tackle anybody in the second half. Wow, that was half. unbelievable. You don't see a lot of that in the NFL. Graham Mertz trucked two linebackers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. my God. Yeah, but in the, the NFL defensive players, I think, are much better than the college defensive players. It could just be that the I agree. Well, the speed. offensive skill players in college are a lot better than the defensive skill players. Also, I think some of the defenses get worn down by the by the hurry-up offenses, too. Late in the game, they're just out of gas, which could be a, a big factor, too. Yeah, I don't know if it was the tale of two halves. In the first half, you thought Brady or um, Shaver is going to run for 200 yards. I mean, 130-something in the first half, then I think he had like 10 in the second half. But when you look up, how did Luther Burton get 150 yards, 100 whatever yards receiving? 
missed the most quietest 150-yard receiving I've ever seen. So he had a couple of big plays. But I think he had like 20 yards receiving in the first half. So it was like the tail of two halves. Luther's back, baby. Nice. Some and ball. give Mevis a lot of credit. He had, what, four field goals? Yeah. Everyone right down the I mean, middle? It, that, that was the thing at the start of the season, in addition to the offense's problems through the first two games, in particular the Middle Tennessee game, that he, he struggled in that game, kicking the, you know, quote-unquote easy ones, the ones you would expect him to make. And that's why I thought the K-State kick, he was kind of free-rolling. Nobody's expecting him to make it. And uh, and he does hit it, and since then he really has had a hell of a year. Now it sounds obvious because he has the national perspective of being this bomber, the thicker kicker. But last year against Auburn, I mean, he missed a chip shot, and it kind of spiraled psychologically for him, I think. Mm -hmm. And to hit that, and all those kicks are just, they're dead down the middle. That, no, uh, no doubters. Absolutely clutch. And while, uh, you know, that... That kick sent people into uh, incredible euphoria, if you're a Missouri fan. Uh, it just also, I think, properly puts this team in the category that I think it has deserved for most of the season, with the exception of the Middle Tennessee game and that Florida game, that this is one of the best Missouri teams I've seen. It's up there for me with the 2007-2013 teams. Better than 2008, better than 2010, better than 2014. Those teams, minus 2010, all went to its respective conference championship game. But this team has so many different ways it can beat you. It wasn't the pass game. The pass game was actually borderline bad at times in between uh, LSU and... Uh, Saturday night, and it's not like Saturday night. It was killing it up until the fourth quarter. But it it was defense against Tennessee. It was Cody Schrader against Tennessee. It was special teams getting the whole thing going. It it boosted Missouri's season, that one play, and it destroyed Kentucky's season, that, that fake mm -hmm. punt, literally just like that. that. That ended it for for both. I mean, now Mark Stoops, I think, is a guy who was just kind of like a Kirk Ferentz at Iowa, and now people are watching his situation closely in Lexington. So when you have that... I think I'd be really curious, of course it can't happen, how this team would play against the 2007 team and how this team would play against the 2013 team. Those teams both had a, were a win away from playing for the national championship. But this team, you know, not every week a championship team blows out its opposition. Georgia was down 14-3 to to South Carolina. Georgia was fighting for its life at Auburn, an Auburn team that this week got blown off the field by New Mexico State. So... Part and you saw Georgia last year against a you know average Missouri team fight for its life, so you got to win these kinds of games, and Missouri historically hadn't. And even in 2013, a great Missouri team lost this kind of game to South Carolina. So uh, that that's I'm not only am I just happy as a guy who's a Missouri fan, but also happy because they lose that Florida game. That's what would stick for a lot of people with this team. And I think this team is way better than that. Those kinds of games can happen, like Georgia against Missouri last year. Georgia plays Missouri ten times last year. They win by three touchdowns without question. But on that one night, and in this particular case, on this one night, Florida was right there with Missouri. And I think played, without question, the better game. But Missouri's talent at the end was able to overcome it. And Florida also was decimated by injuries. It's not like Missouri was the only team dealing with injuries. They had their offensive line a mess, and they had their backup quarterback in. 
but you got to win those kinds of games. And, you know, we can knock Texas, we can knock Florida State for having some close calls, and Washington for having some close calls, but they got them done, and they won them. And, uh, and you got to do that, and Missouri was able to do that, and it keeps the New Year's Six thing alive, and, uh, and it, I think, allows this team to have its proper place in history. And it also, from a casual fan standpoint, the Missouri's going to Missouri, Mizzou will Mizzou. They didn't do it. And uh, you keep that momentum going, and ideally you finish strong and get a New Year's Six Bowl and, and continue that attention and, and don't play Tulane, ideally, or Louisville for that matter. This is one of the rare seasons where it's really disappointing to see the Mizzou football season come to an end. Usually it's, okay, that's enough of that, let's move on. This year it's, oh, there's not going to be any more games? Because that, that's... Make, that's what people are looking forward to on Saturdays now is sitting in front of the TV watching Mizzou. Yeah, maybe I'm just a pessimist, but I keep waiting for, for Schrader to have a mediocre game. You know, I keep, uh, it's time for him to have his, you know, 15 carries for 50 yards. It just doesn't happen. I mean, no. I mean, you stop him a couple times and he breaks one off for 40. I wonder if he shows up on some All American teams. Second, third team, honorable mention. If you're leading, leading the SEC and rushing, I would think yeah, so. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, KJ Notan says elite college football teams find ways to win when they don't have their best stuff. This team is different. That's from KJ Notown. Timmy, listening to you and your amazing calves talk college football oh, gives me such a yeah. veiny ranger. Oh, oh. veiny ranger. I like that. I don't care for that. The team is elite, though. Keep going, Big Daddy. This team is not elite. No. There's only like a I'm couple of elite with teams you. in the <clears throat> college football right Top now. Ten. It's not, it, it, What do you have to be to be elite? I'd take Missouri against anybody on a neutral field. But they lost their two. Which sounds ridiculous and sounds homer, but I, you you know. But they lost to the two best, like the two best teams on their schedule. And I I think Missouri. But they were playing better than Georgia at the half, Mm -hmm. and they were there all the way till the very end with Georgia. So I just don't I don't view it through that lens. I think sometimes you have um, frauds, like I think Louisville is a fraud. And that's not because I'm anti-Louisville. I couldn't care any less. But you look at the body of work performance week in and week out, and elite teams beat the hell out of their opposition. And Missouri beat the hell out of Tennessee, and they beat the hell out of Kentucky, and they beat the hell out of South Carolina. They just dominate them. They, like, Georgia'd South Carolina. Um, so in this particular case, I think Missouri is an elite team. I suppose if you're saying, are they, are they Georgia? Then, then I guess you would say no. But I mean, they played Georgia in Georgia, mm-hmm. and they were right there with them, and they were the better team in the first half, which sounds ridiculous. <clears throat> so once you do that, to me, and I realize again, I know that all oh, your Missouri fans you're saying that, but hell, plenty of Missouri fans hate me because I don't think I'm a big enough Missouri fan, or I differ with their opinions when the crowd is going one way, but. I think Missouri is an elite team. And if Missouri were, if they had the college football playoff 12 teams this year, I would certainly like to see how Missouri would compete against anybody. Mm. Once you go to Athens and you are in that spot, nobody else has been able to do that against uh, Georgia for a, a full 60 minutes. So I think that in this particular case, they are, which is why I'm so glad they won on Saturday night, because otherwise, had they lost, it would have really, I think, colored what this team was and that would have been playing a role in ruining its legacy. And Georgia's now won 28 <clears throat> straight. That is really an incredible thing. And for the most part, beating the hell out of people. Yeah, 28 straight in the toughest conference in the country. 
in an era when you can go out and buy players, there, it, it's really an incredible run. I'm not sure we'll see this again anytime soon. Mizzou hasn't beaten a ranked team. How the F are they elite? Uh, they beat Kansas State. Kentucky was ranked. They beat they? Kentucky. They beat Tennessee. Was Tennessee ranked. was ranked ahead of them, but maybe I got some bad information. Uh, this must be the Ole Miss poll. Did they beat the hell out of Middle Tennessee State, Memphis, K State, or other? Was K State a bum now? They were, yeah, they were ranked too. Did you mention? Uh, have some shame, mate. That's from Jenny Tellian. Oh. For the record, is hottie toddy, good God Almighty, <laughs> and uh, has had their problems when they have to play against legit opposition. Uh, let's see what we got. If Drink can continue this momentum, just maybe the program can take the next step and consistently be a 9-10 win squad. Uh, that's from Mr. Smith, Doug. Yeah, that would be yeah, great. Yeah, from 2007 through 2014, minus 11 and 12, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, uh, and 2013 and 14, that was what you got in Columbia. People mm. were excited about it. And some of the other teams in the SEC West appear to be going in the other direction. Tennessee, Auburn. Kentucky, Arkansas. Oh, you're not, talking about SEC East? Not what they've East? been. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's East, cyclical. East. Yeah, yeah there, Well, there is no SEC is, East anymore. In the, in the near future, <clears throat> in the near future, you know, in the next couple of years could be just as good because of some of those other teams that have had some, some powerhouse teams don't appear to be that way now. But it's it's so cyclical. I mean, Texas A&M finished in the top five in, in 2020, and Jimbo Fisher gets whacked three years later. So you'll have your blue bloods in part because of budget and legacy, but then you'll also have teams be able to pop up here and there. Like, you know, the first ever college football playoff poll, the number one ranked team was Mississippi State, which would sound like a joke now, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, when, when it's that big of a part of, of the culture of almost all of the schools in the conference, that's when you can really gain some momentum. And the key is is to try to keep it going that's why what transpired in 2015 was so devastating because the program really was on a trajectory of of going up for nearly a decade and instead uh it just absolutely fell apart from 2015 through take your pick 2021 i suppose uh jenny talia doug the old miss guy mm-hmm. uh says where are those teams ranked now doug you always have a problem with that because in order <laughs> to beat a ranked team then you beat them. Mm-hmm. Well, what's going to happen is when you beat a team, that team's ranking does not go up. No, it goes down. Kansas yeah. State's 19 and Tennessee's 25. Anything yeah, but... else, buddy? Oh, <laughs> I want you to know that Jenny tell you, I, I'm not on his side. I just think there's only a couple elite teams was my, that was I mean, my elite your opinion. Line. Yeah, but I mean, like how many teams do you consider to be elite? Well, I think that. Because that, that's, think... as you said, Jackson, it's subjective. So if you... Like, I would say Alabama is elite at this moment. I wouldn't have said Alabama was elite in September, and that's not just because they lost to Texas. It's because of the problems they had against South Florida. And then, to Nick Saban's credit, which is why I think he would be live for Coach of the Year, because he took that team and then you know was able to restructure it into what it's become now, which is live to win a national championship. Um, but they're number eight. So then would you also include... Texas, Oregon, Washington, Florida State. Now Florida Oregon State. Oregon and Washington Travis. are the cutoff for me. Like, I, so I, then six. So you don't include Alabama as an elite team? No. Okay, interesting. No. Well, like, hey, everybody's think, got their own definition. I think Jackson's lonely, wispy pube. I'm sorry I had to say that, Jackson. I think the text he sent earlier is a, like the best 
Being an elite team, that means you're surprised when they lose. If Missouri went up against the top four teams, would you be surprised if they lost? And I think that's a good example. But, who, but like, Georgia's the only team you would be surprised if they lost to a top four team. So there's only one elite team? Like, I would if be, Washington lost to Michigan, would you be surprised? No, I'm talking if Missouri played the top four. Like, if like if Missouri went up against Michigan and Missouri beat Michigan, we'd all be stunned. If Missouri went up against Ohio State and won, we'd all be stunned. Like, there's no saying this team has a chance against, like, that, that's, and, I think, and an that, elite And that, to me, goes back to what is one of the original sins of college football, which is people pay <laughs> attention to the brand name versus the actual team. And I understand, and I'm not faulting people for having lives, and uh, the, you know, not sitting around and watching college football all Saturday. If anything, I tip my cap. I used to be that person. But uh, I do get a chance to watch. Like I said, I think of the top teams, the one I've watched the, the least, which might wind up winning the whole damn thing, by the way, is Oregon. But um, you get caught, if, if Missouri's name were LSU, I don't know, that would make sense because they played them this year. But A&M, I suppose. Uh, and Missouri had the resume it had, it would be it would be viewed differently. But people like Michigan was fighting for its life on Saturday in Maryland. How many people are aware of that? Ohio State was fighting for its life in the first half against Rutgers and early in the part of the second half. But how many people are watching Michigan and Maryland and Ohio State and Rutgers? And I understand that. Uh, so much of about so much about college football is perception and brand name, and so maybe Louisville is a great team. They don't have the brand equity of their conference counterpart, Florida State. I don't think a great team has the problems that that Louisville has had with Miami. And I know it's a road game, but there's really no such thing as a road game at this moment. And in, where Miami plays, that's not an atmosphere that's tough for a road team. And at home against Virginia, and those are their last two games. And a great team doesn't get blown off the field by Pittsburgh. But how many people know about these things to have that conversation? Yeah, to your point, and you can turn this into, like, odds makers. If Missouri played at home against Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Georgia, Oregon, probably Washington, they'd be underdogs. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what are you trying to say? Well, at, at home, you would think, uh, okay, they should be favorable over most teams at home the way they're playing. Right. But I, but, but you don't look at the Mizzou but it's name. A, it's you don't a, but a lot it. of that's perception. That's what I was saying. You're driven. talking about yeah. perception. But that, but that's what college football is, which is why when, you know, after the LSU game drove me up the wall, that it's like, oh, you know, if you would have said at the start of the season they'd be 5-1, and one, you'd take it. I'm going, God, it's just not a winner's mentality, you know? You go, if, if Listen, if you would have watched that LSU game and gone, holy crap, LSU's just in another class, then I understand it. Missouri was the better team. They were the better team. Florida was the better team against Missouri on Saturday, by, in my opinion anyway. Missouri was able to win it. Uh, in, in this case, Missouri, absolutely, they play that game again against LSU. I think they win. And the same thing with Georgia. Not that I think they would win, but the first half, I remember going, holy crap, Missouri's outplayed Georgia. Now, I think it's important, just like Missouri didn't really have Luther Burden in the second half against uh, Georgia. Georgia didn't have Brock Bowers the entire game against Missouri. So the same team that beat the hell out of Ole Miss and beat the hell out of Tennessee uh, was not the team that Missouri faced, although Georgia's dealing with a, a number of injuries themselves now, including Bowers was limping around a little bit, but he went back in there on Saturday against Tennessee. Um, I just think people get caught up in the brand names and or the history of programs versus what they actually are in the moment. And in the moment, um, you know, 
Missouri is one of the best teams in the country. Are they two touchdowns over Arkansas? Maybe ten? Uh, I think the line is like seven. Yeah. And Sam Pittman game. will be uh, returning. So he knows he's got his job. He will not be fired on the field like other coaches Missouri has beaten. <laughs> That's got to be the worst way to go. <laughs> You're not even off the field and you get fired. <laughs> it's got to be the worst feeling for Missouri that, like, right when they beat a team, the coaches are getting yeah. fired. Yeah, absolutely. Missouri, you out. can't, as indeed. Dan Mullen, I believe, was the last one, if I'm not mistaken. That was the Darth Vader press conference. I think Drinkowitz said this. I think this Drinkowitz. Two syllables. Drinkowitz. No, well, I've been calling him Drinkowitz for four years. But we should know. We there. should get to know the gentleman. Well, most people do. Um, and I think he answered this question, if I'm not mistaken. But somebody was talking about Coach of the Year in the SEC, and they were talking about saving. You know how they turn it around after week three. He goes, "Well, it's easy to turn teams around when you got five star recruits." I agree with that. That was the uh, discussion. Yeah. I don't know where they were having that about who should be the Coach of the Year. Maybe it was Palmer and Tessa Tora on Saturday night. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, I, I would again. You got to win. You lose to Florida on Saturday night. He's not coach of the yeah, year. If he loses Friday, and he loses Friday, he's not coach of the year. Um, but if he, but if to gotta... me, it's 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 he does win Friday. Drinkwitz is the SEC coach of the year. That would, be, that would be where my vote would be. And it may not be fair to Saban and Smart that they're held to the standard because. There is a good chance that that one of them wins out. Uh, I mean, Georgia Tech is highly unlikely to beat Georgia, and uh, and then of course Alabama plays against Auburn, and Auburn just lost handily at home to New Mexico State. So Hugh Freeze is now, I'm sure, in the crosshairs of War Eagle fans. And then of course Georgia and Alabama play each other in the SEC championship. But I, you're picked to be sixth in the SEC East. And, you know, you're a couple of plays away from being undefeated. And, hey, they could have lost to K-State. They could have lost to Middle Tennessee. And they did lose to LSU, and they did lose to Georgia. So, you know, can't reverse engineer these things. But they were in every single game, and they dominated in a few of the coin flip games. K-State, uh, that was a battle. They didn't dominate that one. But Kentucky was a coin flip game. They absolutely dominated from th- for the final three quarters. South Carolina going into the year was a coin flip. Obviously, South Carolina isn't who we thought they were. Uh, but again, a lot of that's injuries. And then Tennessee was one of the most signature wins for the program. And that, that wasn't even considered a coin flip going in. That was thought to be a, a, a most likely a loss. Mm. Well, as much as I love what Drinkwitz has done, I, I don't think you could turn your back on what Kirby Smart has done. If you go undefeated again, and just by having those four or five-star players, well, you got to recruit them. That's a big part of coaching is recruiting those players. He's getting them. And when you can win every game yet again, I, I think that makes you coach of the year. Yeah, it just depends on what prism you view it through. Do you view it on the coach? And I, and I oftentimes think it's unfair because guys like Smart and Saban, it's so tough. I think Saban's only won one SEC coach of the year, as crazy as that sounds. Yeah, that's nuts. But that's because of the vote usually is based on who exceeded expectations the most. And if you're expected to win – then the thought process, well, then you didn't do anything as far as coaching. But I agree with you. Recruiting is a huge part of coaching. And oh, now the transfer the portal is. Uh, yeah, I'm not even sure recruiting is that important anymore. You just go to the transfer portal and get, get the good players. But that's they still recruiting. Uh, I don't think you recruit them. You just give them more money. I'm really intrigued to see. Because from my standpoint, no team has improved more from the middle of September to the end of the season than Alabama. 
But again, how many people, and if I'm not mistaken, if the Alabama-South Florida game, there was a technical issue, so you couldn't even watch it, or it was like yeah. from like a drone One camera. camera from up high, Alabama yeah. was fighting for its life against South Florida the week after they lost to Texas at home. And for now, if Alabama goes and beats Georgia, you know, I think that... Florida gotta, State's about to get screwed, man. Because you think they're going to be left out because, be because Travis is now... Travis is out. Even if they win the ACC, it'd be a good, that'd be a good win. I just don't think they're going to let them in. I, they, game day talked about it, and I realize Pat McAfee and Kerr Herbstreit, those, those opinions probably don't matter in the committee. But they're, everybody was picking an Al- SEC champion Alabama over an undefeated Florida State. Every single one of them. Really? Almost, yeah. It, so it's like, it, I, I don't think Florida wow, State. Wow, is I, that right? This is pre-Jordan Travis right, injury. Right. This is in the morning. That's so, to get into the playoff or just to So they them? would pick a one-loss Alabama over, over an undefeated, undefeated Florida, Florida State. State. Yes. Wow. I and again, those absolutely opinions, disagree with yeah, that. Yeah, like that, I couldn't, I, I had to turn it off. It's like, that is so, that means college football is absolutely pointless. Like, the whole regular season thing is dumb. It's not like they're in a non-Power 5. It's the you ACC can, you can beat a- LSU at a neutral site, albeit Orlando, so more of a Florida State game, but it's not like Orlando and you know Tallahassee are right next door to each other, uh, and beat them handily. You can win at Clemson, who has gotten their crap together ever since Tyler from Spartanburg called in, and uh, beat Louisville. Yeah, a top ten one loss team Rainier again, Conference. a team that I don't think would beat any of the other top ten teams, but whatever, they're there, and you know Louisville beat the hell out of Notre Dame, uh, and then you don't, you don't, yeah, get in, yeah, you don't get in because Alabama I would, I would, would have to obviously would, beat Georgia, but like totally disagree with it. It's, yeah, I would that, totally disagree with it. So that that would piss me off. And I think, listen, I know it's probably going to come up. Ohio State and Michigan, um, you know, are. Both like well, one of them is going to have one loss, and one's going to be undefeated, barring a, an Iowa miracle. That uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure they'll they'll be making their case. Whoever loses on Saturday in Ann Arbor will be making their case uh, that yeah. they should be in. Those uh, are style point losses, like that's our win. It'll be yeah, tough like though that. for Michigan if they were to lose at home, plus all the crap circul- circulating with the program. But easy, they certainly okay, would. Yeah, and then yeah. it's like, well, what's Michigan? You know, they they got the Penn State win. But hey, you know, I mean, Penn State's a two-loss team, and you went to Happy Valley, and you and you just like you Georgia'd them, you just kind of strangled them. I don't think you could fail to win your conference and claim that you deserve a shot in the Final Four. You shot at Alabama when they won the national yeah. championship. I know. Who's Florida State point? Louisville in the uh, yeah. Yes, that's term. that is set. Which I believe all big. the conference championship games minus the Big Twelve are set. Yeah, you should at least have to win your conference to get in. You do know Alabama won it. I know, I know. I still think that it's only only fair if you're not a conference champion, you probably shouldn't be in the Final Four. Is that that part of the uh, equation next year when they go to 12 that the teams that win their conference championship and then there's... No, because there's not 12 big conferences to produce 12. I'm not saying 12, but I'm saying part of the equation wouldn't be... Are they doing that top the six teams that win their conference or the five teams that win their conference and then after that we go to the... Picking, is there any equation in there just just voting on uh, top 12? I think it's the conference champions, and then they'll call in to this dais, and we'll, we'll decide okay, well, so the correct. teams get in. That is correct. Yeah, Missouri will make it next yeah, year. Then. Missouri yeah, Missouri at, at probably five, every five and seven will be in. Mm-hmm. If, this was a year, if this was a year earlier, Mizzou would be... It, they would, they would and I would them. love to see how yeah. they would compete. Although, you know, as, as you hear, heard Brady Cook make reference to, Luther Burden has not been himself over the last... 
couple of weeks and uh, certainly uh, not having Hopper. You saw the impact that had on the defense. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, here you go, Iggy. Here's some support for you. When it comes in, I want to make sure I read it. So this is the show, huh? I hate to say it, but I'm ready to let Ken eat and word vomit everywhere like he did Thursday and Friday. That's from the ill side. Mm. Obviously doesn't like the Mizzou talk. Yeah. That's from the ill side. Plowhawk, you want to break down ILL against Iowa? No. It, it was horrible. <laughs> well, they held him to 17 points. <laughs> that's, that's, brutal, a, man. that's an offensive outslaught for them. Onslaught. Onslaught for them. Onslaught. Off or onslaught. 17 points. That's a big outing for them. Did you watch the game, Plowsy? I did not, no. Yeah. I didn't watch much this weekend. I was... What are you had going a lot on? Dog it, you had a dog oh, issue? Oh, no. Yeah. What now? I'd rather not get into it, but oh. it's expensive and it's mm. frustrating. and So, yeah. It was uh, a hard, long weekend, but didn't watch much football. I just kind of watched Gossip Girl and Gilmore Girls. Mm. Well, you had me, time for that. No, it just makes me feel a little better. I didn't want to get invested into a game. Oh. I had to yeah, keep my head on a ton swing. of good games this week. There were a couple, no. of, couple of teams going against each other that are ranked. But other than that, it was kind of a lot of terrible football games. I did see that the weather looked terrible for the Oregon State-Washington game. There was a ton of like nasty weather. Oh, it was rain all over the place. God. Corvallis, Doug, on a well, Saturday night. A lot of trees. That Pacific start Northwest, man. Yeah. They get Polish. a lot of rain up there. Uh, we're getting some rain here in St. Louis today, and that means you go inside to the simulators at Family Golf yeah. and Learning Center. FamilyGolfOnline.com. Work with their instructors in the offseason. Get that swing right. Doug, get on plane. Get on plane. I need to. Yeah. And then get the uh, short game working as well. And the next thing you know, you'll be p- taking people's money. When April rolls around, it's Family Golf and Learning Center, FamilyGolfOnline.com. And uh, that short game area is glorious along with inside. They have a short game area and a double-decker driving range in addition to the two simulators inside. It's Family Golf and Learning Center, FamilyGolfOnline.com. Doug, tell me about Nautrals. Well, it's a locally owned company, Tim, that's selling dog treats like these. I'll, ho- I'll hold up a couple of them on the YouTube channel. Yeah, those are those, cute. Those look yeah. Cute. Dora loves them. Dora absolutely loves them. Nautros is a locally owned family business founded by two dedicated TMA listeners, one of whom used to babysit for Jackson. Nautros carries a, a lineup of limited ingredient dental chews, 100% rawhide free options, and mouth watering oven baked cookies. I mean, your dogs are going to love these. My dog does. Your pup's tail will be wagging with excitement. After tasting flavors like real peanut butter, chicken, and pumpkin, trust me, your dog will be begging for more, just like Dora. Dora gets these little in her paws, and she gnaws on them and, and, and won't let them go. And Dora is extremely picky, so if she likes it, I guarantee your dog will too. Well, I can't guarantee it, but I'm assuming your dog will. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Discounted variety packs are also available, so your pup can enjoy all flavors delivered right to your door. And here's a treat for our listeners. Use the code TMA at Nautrals.com for an exclusive 15% off Plus, free shipping on orders of $30 or more. That's Nautrals.com. Nautrals is spelled G-N-A-W-T-U-R-A-L-S. 
Dot-com. Really a, a, a fun thing to get. If you're looking for a little stocking stuffer for your dog or something, or just an everyday treat, you'll really, they'll love these. Outrageously tasty, easily digested. It's delicious by nature. It's naturals. Uh, Gabe Diarman going to join us, presented by James Carlton at 9 o'clock. Designer Heating and Cooling, email the day at 945. We are in our 7 o'clock hour, even though it is 825, and our 7 o'clock hour is presented to you by the wonderful people at Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. I got a text. I, how about this? This just kind of tells you. I got t- two little anecdotes. Doug, are you in the mood for an okay, anecdote? Yes, I always enjoy I think it. you're going to love this. I, and I, I know we didn't do this for the purpose of, oh, maybe Tim will talk about this on the, on the radio and the podcast, but uh, James Carlton, sponsor of the Colonel's Report, emails me on Friday afternoon, and he said, I've spoken to him, but I haven't met him personally. Mike in my office got married last Saturday. Jamie Burkhardt of Munganast found out about it and sent him a $100 Amazon gift card. I mean, how about that? Really? I will definitely continue to buy any future cars through him. That's Jamie Burkhardt of Munganast Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, and St. Louis Acura. And that gives you an idea of the caliber of people at Munganast, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. And it's then, not the first time he's done that kind of thing. I am telling you. And then Jamie texts me... On Saturday afternoon, uh, let's see, uh, let's see, just delivered John and Denise Bradley their new car. We laughed about your crazy show. Thank you, M-I-Z. And that was Jamie Burkhardt on Saturday afternoon. And then you got there, the Bradleys. You know them from Appliance Discounters, longtime sponsor of this program. So uh, that's the name of the game. That's the ecosystem of TMA. You advertise on the program, and suddenly not only listeners are doing business with you, but uh, other advertisers are doing business with you. Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganass, Ryan Seiberg, Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. And there's a secret number, 314-252-0029. It's Munganass, St. Louis Acura. And... Alton Toyota. So my girl Karen, um, who helps you when you go take your car in for maintenance. That, a, that her mm-hmm. actual name or Karen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Munganas had two teams there. It was good <laughs> to see all those first people. Try. It's going to see all of them. Jamie, as always, uh, not only with the uh, DraftKings money, but then he added another thousand dollars to that. Bill, Bill, Bill. He, yeah, like they are some of the nicest people. They really there. are. No joke. Uh, it's Munganass, 7 o'clock hour, stlouisacura.com and Alton Toyota. Yeah, there's Munganass all over the place. Eh, 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 eh. Uh, and uh, AltonToyota.com. There's different uh, family members at each one. The one that advertises on this show and on uh, my podcast and on Balloon Party. It's Munganass, St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. So stlouisacura.com and AltonToyota.com and the secret number. Three one four two five two zero zero two nine. Well, Doug, they weren't happy yesterday. Some weren't. I mean, some are actually, which then kind of gets into the the weeds of the Cardinal off season. Aaron Nola is returning to Philadelphia. What did John Mazalak have to say about that? Also, the Cardinals non-tendered a number of players, some of which were recognizable and surprising in mm-hmm. some capacity. And yeah, Mazalek talks nice. about that. We'll have that sound for you on the other side of the break. Gabe DeArmond at 9 o'clock. And, of course, uh, the Design Air Heating and Cooling email of the day at 945. Jeremy Rutherford with me and Jackson on Balloon Party coming up. This is all coming your way over the next two and a half hours here on TMA, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen from the Michelob Ultra Studios.